Welcome to Career and Leadership Real Talk, the no-nonsense guide for ambitious managers who want to have more impact and progress their career. I'm Pamela Langan, a job search coach and expert CV writer specialising in helping frustrated professionals land the jobs and pay rises they know they deserve. And I'm Jackie Jagger, a leadership and mindset coach specialising in helping newly promoted and new to role leaders to avoid the dickhead trap and lead with confidence. Between us, we've helped hundreds of leaders and managers to find new roles, take ownership of their careers, and handle the challenges that job searches and leadership responsibility inevitably bring. And now we're joining forces to share with you what we know has worked for our clients. Hello, and welcome to episode 19. Today, I'm gonna be talking about four tips to help if you are managing team members who are more technically experienced or older or both than you. And it's a bit of a weird one today because I'm going solo for the first time. So poor Pam is bedridden with apparently razor blades in her throat and her voice is not working at all. So because we are recording each week for the following week at the moment, that just leaves me on my own. So I'm going to be sharing my hints and tips and hopefully Pam will be back next week when we can continue as normal. So this topic has come about in a coaching session that I was running for a group coaching session in the last couple of weeks. And we were talking about some of the challenges that people face in your leadership or management career. And this one came up from a couple of different people. And it's that situation where you're promoted, you've got that manager or leader, leadership level role, and you are managing people who are either more technically expert than you or are older than you or a bit of both. And it was something that people identified as a real challenge. There's that kind of wobble around. What's, what's different about this? How do I feel about managing people that are older? And it's a situation that I've faced a number of times in my career. And I know Pam would have some stories to share from her own career too. So it's one that we thought that we would cover. So this is really likely to happen to you. If you are an ambitious manager, there is going to be a time in your career where you will be managing people who know more than you do about the topic. And the further you go in your career and the further you progress, the more likely that this is going to happen. So if it hasn't already happened to you, there's a good chance it will do at some point. And the first tip that I would share is to really consider your own mindset when it comes to how you feel about this. Because I think for most people, this is probably the biggest hurdle that they need to face. There is a tendency to feel that you should have all the knowledge, that you should be able to do every individual person's job on your team as well or better than they can. And that if you can't, that you're not good enough to be their manager. And what I would ask you to do is really consider your mindset around what the role is of being a manager and being a leader, because your job is not to know everything that everybody else knows, because otherwise, why are they needed in the first place? Your job is to make sure that your team have everything that they need, it's to deliver on your own objectives, but to do that with and through other people. 
And so if you have this mindset, you need to be able to do everybody else's job at least as well as they can, then it can actually really hamper the performance of your team because what you're doing is then potentially holding back from wanting people who are more skilled than you, wanting people who know more. And it's totally normal to feel like you should be able to help. I think often it comes from a place of you kind of want to be able to help people if they get stuck with what they're doing. You want to be able to be supportive. You want to be able to help them solve problems that they might come across or challenges that they might come across in their role. And the reality is that isn't the truth, that when you kind of examine it, often becomes quite clear that, do you know what, that doesn't really make any sense. So a lot of my career, I was managing and leading teams of people who were way better than I was at the role that they were doing. But my job wasn't to do that job. My job was to lead and manage and get the best out of them. So there was a time in my career where I was looking after, I was promoted as my first senior management role, and I was responsible for retail and logistics and customer services. So the whole suite of operations in an online, um, well, multi-channel retailer. And my experience at that point was that I then had the only one of those roles. So I'd been promoted from customer services manager. So I knew the customer service role inside out. Whereas the retail side, the logistics side, and I was also responsible for finding new shop sites. And I knew a reasonable amount about retail because I'd worked quite closely and partnered with them, but very little about warehousing and logistics and absolutely bugger all about being able to find new shop sites. And it would have been very easy for me to kind of let that wobble my confidence. But in reality... I was just really grateful to have people in those roles that did know what they were doing. And I think that mindset stood me in really good stead because the second tip that I would have for you is not to feel threatened or not to try and pretend that you know more than you do. So one of the things that I think can be a tendency if you feel like you should know more, you should have all the answers, you should be technically expert in all the things that they can do, one of the things is that you can kind of sometimes like hold back, you know, if they're using technical language or jargon or they're talking about something and you're, you don't feel that you know what they're on about, then it can be very easy to either feel threatened or to try and cover up your lack of knowledge and feel like because you feel like you should know it, you don't want to lose face with that member of your team and admit that you don't. And in reality, it's far better to just have a really straightforward, honest relationship and conversation. So if they're talking in technical language or jargon and you don't get it, first off, does that matter? So do you need to understand it? Is it important for the context of whatever the situational context is? Because sometimes if they're talking to you in that technical language, that's a sign that they may not realize that they're talking technical language. And that can impact on their ability to influence other stakeholders on things that they're working on, can influence their ability to get buy-in for things that they need to get buy-in for. So sometimes it's actually really helpful to acknowledge or admit, oh, whoa, 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 slow down here. Like, bring me back to the beginning. And other times, it just doesn't matter. Other times, as long as they know what they're talking about, you really don't need to understand it. So that 
that kind of related but second tip is around don't try and cover it up. But if you need to understand, if it's important for the context of, for example, a decision that you need to make, then ask them, you know, bring that to the fore and let that be an honest conversation that you need to understand more. You need them to kind of talk to you in language that you can understand and that makes sense. The third tip, and this is one that really I lent into when I was in that situation I was describing, is to use a coaching style to stretch and get the best out of people. So if you've got a mix of kind of competence levels or technical expertise on your team, then you might need to give some of those people much clearer direction. You might need to be closer to what they're doing, more closely involved. You might have to really kind of set that objective and, and manage them more closely. Where you've got people who already have a lot of expertise, they can often respond far better to a coaching style where instead of trying to give them direction that you're just not able to give them because you're not the expert in that subject, you can really use that kind of coaching approach to get them to think differently and to continue to challenge and stretch. So an example of where I did that was in that role that I was talking about before, where I was um, customer services director and I had the head of logistics reporting to me. One of the challenges that we needed to resolve was around staffing budget. We needed to staff the warehouse more efficiently. And there's no contribution. I couldn't have given ideas and suggestions for how to do that because I didn't know how the staffing model was built. I didn't know how the ins and outs of how the warehouse worked. But through coaching that head of logistics, what we were able to do is I was able to ask questions that enabled him to then consider things from a different perspective. So had I have had all of that detail and knowledge, then I might have been the one taking all the glory for creating this amazing solution or taking the fall for not finding the solution. As it was through coaching and asking him questions that he probably wouldn't have thought to ask himself, I was then able to support him so that he could find solutions that made a massive saving. It was a huge contribution to the business. It was one of the biggest successes that he had in the time that we were working together. And that came because I wasn't trying to manage him as such. I was simply coaching him, bringing ideas, suggestions of different ways to look at things rather than ideas and suggestions of solutions. So using some of those questions, using some of that fact that you are less expert and you don't know can sometimes have a really helpful approach because you will ask people questions they wouldn't have thought to ask themselves. And through that, you enable them to take ownership for the solutions. You enable them to find different perspectives. And that feels really good for them. And it feels really good for you because you don't have the pressure on your shoulders of solving it. But also they get that glory and that kudos for having found the resolution. So when you can kind of take that step back and feel a bit less like, oh, this is awkward, I should know the answers and just be acknowledging that you really don't and use that coaching approach, those things can really combine to find 
some great creative solutions that probably neither of you would have found on your own, but by creating that opportunity for them to think and taking the, the headspace, you know, and giving them that opportunity away from their day-to-day -day role, you can really help them to unlock different things. And then they really take ownership and they've got the expertise to take ownership of actually delivering and executing that solution. So really focus on your own kind of coaching style, your development in terms of how you can coach people as opposed to some of that closer management that you might lean into to manage people who are perhaps less experienced, newer to the team or need more of your guidance or are doing roles that you can really see kind of how it needs to work. And then the final one, which really links back to the episode from last week about giving feedback that will actually make a difference is to really make sure that you show that kind of appreciation and recognition for what these people can contribute to your team. When they're operating at their best, people who are more skilled than you and have more expertise than you can massively unblock the pressure because your headspace is not taken up with those things. You can have quite light touch interactions. They can keep you informed. You can have those coaching conversations and then let them run with executing the solutions. One of the things that's really important is to make sure that they feel appreciated, valued and recognized for that contribution that they're making. And it's very easy, as we talked about on that feedback episode, to feel like feedback is mostly constructive and that you should be using feedback to help find ways to improve or fix weaknesses. This is a great opportunity to give people the appreciation and recognition for a contribution that you could not have made to your own team's success. And in doing that, that can really help to foster engagement, morale. It means that people feel like yeah, they've had the headroom, they've been left to do their thing, and they've got the recognition. And really, what more do you want from your manager or leader? And most of the clients that I work with, that's the style that they respond to. That's the style that they feel will get the best out of them. And so sometimes it's easy to kind of feel that that's what you get the best from, but you don't necessarily automatically replicate it. So make sure you kind of close that loop by being really consistent at recognizing, appreciating and showing to them and to others, shout about their successes because their successes are your successes. So make sure that you are promoting them within the business, not just within your team. Think about the style and how you do it because some people are not hands of kind of jazz hands and recognition in front of lots of other people, but find ways that are going to really kind of keep them engaged and help them to recognize that you really value and appreciate the fact that they are taking that on their shoulders. They are taking accountability and they are really delivering for you. And I recognize that everything that I've said probably feels really simple and feels like, oh, there's nothing new or different there. But equally, I recognize that when you're in that boat where you've got that person on your team and you're kind of like, oh my God, they know so much more than me. It's easy to focus on your self-doubt and what you feel you should know and to lose sight of some of those things. So I'm not trying to teach my grandmother to suck eggs. It's really just the case of hopefully reminding you of some of those things that logically make sense, 
but maybe get lost in some of the emotion when some of that self-doubt creeps in about the fact that you feel you should know more than you do or you should have more expertise. So I hope those have been helpful reminders. One of the things that I do want to mention is that if that kind of reminder has been helpful for you, one of the solutions that I have that I work with clients on is something called the Practical Leadership Academy. And that is my online training portal that is there for new to role or newly promoted leaders who recognize that they have still got some development and want to improve on their leadership and management of others. It's all online. You do it in your own time, at your own pace, and it's available for you if you would like it with a special discount code, which I will put into the show notes. Aside from that, it's been very weird, but lovely doing this solo episode. And I'll be back hopefully with Pam in tow next week once she's recovered. In the meantime, please do connect with us on LinkedIn. Um, We would love to hear. We've started to have some great conversations with people about topics they'd like us to cover. And we're really excited about some of those topics that we're going to be bringing to you in the coming weeks, which is all the more gutting as to Pam not being here today. So if you would like to connect with us, share with us things that would be helpful for you, um, topics, ideas, questions, anything that you would like us to cover in future episodes, then we would love to continue that conversation on LinkedIn and you'll find both of our links in the show notes too. Cheers for now and we'll catch you next week. Exciting news from us. If you're an ambitious leader or manager earning 50k or more and you're ready to take your career to the next level, we have an opportunity for you. Introducing Catalyst Career Club, your secret weapon for unlocking career success. As a member, you'll get access to monthly live training sessions, exclusive job opportunities, and the ability to get personalized advice from us on your toughest career challenges. We've helped thousands of driven leaders like you secure significant pay rises, plan dream roles, and thrive in their careers. And now we want to support you in achieving your most ambitious career goals too. Membership is just $6.99 per month with no contract or tie-in. And as a special bonus for being our podcast listeners, you can use the code podcast at checkout to get your first month for just £1. Head over to PamelaLangan.com forward slash Catalyst Career Club to sign up now and we'll see you inside.